Chicago Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south The Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, welcome, welcome Welcome to Chicago Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Episode 41 is brought to you by 606 Media and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here with my co-host E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review and five stars, hopefully, on your listening app of choice. Don't forget, you can support the show at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans slash support. Today, we have another great special guest for your listening pleasure Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is the official in-game DJ of the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Chicago White Sox, and Northwestern Basketball. And he's also the Chicago Bears music coordinator. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Jay Funk. This is going to be awesome, bro. I love Jay Funk. Can't wait to talk to Jay Funk later on in the show. Yeah, man, it's going to be great. Uh, He's got some great stories and, uh, you know, sports, man. He's all all through every sport, so this is hitting all topics. Bro, Z, tell me, how was your week, man? How you doing? Busy, busy, man. You know, know, I'm a bowler. Yeah, (laughs) I I throw them balls. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so I got bowling on Tuesday. So, you know, I throw the... Did all right. Did all right. Mm -hmm. Um... But the rest of the week, it's been watching sports left and right, man. Just yeah. you know, that's our job now. A lot, a lot of, a lot of sports going on right now, which is fantastic. <laughs> Get, you know I need what more I, TVs, man. You know what I forgot about? What? And, and I mean, spontaneous right now. Uh huh. Olympics. Yeah, it's coming up. Olympics are coming up, man. And you know, I'm rooting for the track and field events with Team Jamaica because that's my favorite. Usain Bolt. I mean, I, I look. I I got Usain Bolt out there on the Jamaican flag out there. I know, I know, I know. Well, so I mean, it's it's uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I've been working with our softball team. The girls they're progressing nicely. We'll be having games soon, so that's what we're getting ready for. We got getting ready for some special events that we might have coming up soon. Yes, so it, it, it's simmering. It's simmering. It's not ready yet. Just not a couple more ingredients. Not quite done, but <laughs> we're getting there, folks. So, um, yeah, man. Today we talk about. Everything that's going on with the Bears, a couple of Bears signings, um, also White Sox. Yep. White Sox. White Sox won right now. White Sox won today, and also a huge, huge game from a guy who was thought to be a cast-off. Um, a lot of stuff going on with the Cubs. They finally find their bats. Uh, Blackhawks news, and also your Chicago Fire, man. Chicago Fire. All right, let's go, baby. This is The Loop. Our Chicago Sports Roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. So E, any Bears news? 
Of course, man. Of course. That's what we're here to tell you. What's going on with the Chicago Bears? Our Chicago Bears, they signed wide receiver Marquise Goodwin to a one-year deal. Another one-year deal for the Bears. So, so what's up with this play? Is he a good player? Are you excited about this or what's up? He's fast. Remember, we're looking at our wide receiving core where nothing has really changed. No. But we're looking at the back end. Guys like Wims don't know what's going on with Anthony Miller. Um, what's that? Riley Ridley's brother, Kyle. <laughs> no, Ridley? no, it is Riley Ridley. Oh. So Riley Ridley's there. Um, I, I, you never see them, so you don't know what they are. So yeah. the idea is to bring in this guy. He's a speedster. He's uh, 30 years old. He's expected to compete for a roster spot as a deep threat. And you know, like I said, this wideout group has remained mostly in chains since last year. Um, prior to the signing of Goodwin, the biggest news we've heard so far regarding the Bears pass catchers was the tag that was put on A-Rob and the potential trade of Anthony Miller. Um, so the funny thing is, is that the Niners traded Goodwin to the Eagles the last offseason for a swap of sixth-round draft picks, but the Eagles returned him back to the 49ers <laughs> last month. <laughs> it's like somebody at Ross. I got my receipt. This, this thing didn't work. Uh-uh. So, Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, Goodwin uh, sat out last year due to COVID-19 concerns, so he never actually played for them and the, oh, the, the terms of the trade were not met I so the see. 49ers ended up sending back uh, a seventh round pick to the eagles instead mm. so goodwin is actually a third round pick out of texas he spent his first four seasons with the uh, buffalo bills he was also a two-time ncaa long jump champion while he was at texas and he won the 2012 u.s olympic trials in the long jump where he finished 10th in the Olympics. That's impressive. It's impressive, but it's not really football skills. We just, all that tells you is that he's fast and he can jump. Now, the thing with him is that he's been injured throughout his career. So, so he's fast and he can jump. So you mean just throw the ball up and <laughs> hey, bro, catch it. Hopefully that's, yeah. that's the idea. But hopefully the idea with him is that he's going to stretch the field so that a Rob can get some more catches so that Makes Andy Dalton actually looks like a competent uh, NFL quarterback because please, <laughs> Well, if the offensive line can hold, he should be able to do his job, right? I, again, I think the O-line's actually been pretty decent uh, towards the end of last yeah, season. Yeah, the second half of the season, so they play well. it was a big difference. Now, one guy that's not returning to the Bears is Cordell Patterson. He signed this week with the, with the uh, Atlanta Falcons for a one-year, $3 million contract. <sighs> is this a big loss? Um, I mean, in terms of... You want your special teams to be really good. You remember when the Bears went to the Super Bowl a few years ago with Rex Grossman a few mm-hmm. years, and, and it's really That's like 15 change. years ago. So the thing is, is that what was that team built on? Your really defense. good defense and special teams yep. when you had Devin Hester. Now, when you have a team right now where your offense is kind of in a conundrum, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know really what Andy Dalton's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the receivers mainly stayed the same, but you do have another uh, running back that's coming into the group. You have Tariq Cohen coming in, and you have a brand new quarterback. So we don't know what's going to go on with that. And so, Matt Nagy's coming back to call the plays. And Matt Nagy's coming back to call the plays, and that's because he hates Trubisky. We've been over that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's funny because he's like, Laser, you handle him. I right, don't want to right, deal with right, him anymore. Right. Go talk to your mom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, so when you have, uh, you know what your defense, you know what to expect out of your defense. Mm-hmm. Your offense is kind of, you know, up in the air. You want your special teams to not have to be a problem. You remember a couple of years ago when they had what, like, you know, a ton of guys standing outside Goose Island to see who's going to be the next Chicago Bears kicker? Yeah, I wish I would have went. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that <laughs> what that is, is a distraction. So, 
you know, you're not focusing on other things, but also it's the fact that you have to focus on special teams. This should be an automatic unit. You should never have to think about them ever. Right, because the special team unit is guys that are second and third string on defense or on offense that are so, coming together. They they have some kind of skill that right. they can they can put into that that uh, the scheme. But so for 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 them to lose Patterson, yeah, you're missing. You're going to be missing out on special teams. Um, I mean, he was a, he was a great player. Now here's the thing: this is what you're going to be missing with with Patterson. He led the NFC last year in kick return average with 29.1 yards and kick return yards with 1017 for the for the Bears last season. Uh, he's a four-time Pro Bowler. He leads all kickoff returners in touchdowns with eight since entering the NFL in 2013. Patterson's eight kickoff returns for touchdowns are tied with Josh Cribbs and Leon Washington for the most in NFL history. This is what you're missing. So we can plug in Cohen and Goodwin. If they can both stay healthy. Yeah, big Bingo. Enough. Right big there, right there. Right, yeah. mm. So now there's a, been also a lot of talk about the Bears possibly trading up in the NFL draft. Mm, that didn't switch, go well last time we did that. Right. To, well, they're looking at switching spots with the Broncos and their former defensive coordinator. Well, you know, us and the Broncos, we have the same colors and we like to trade players. You uh-huh. know, they, they sign our players, we sign their players. Right. And they have a former coach of ours, right? So, I mean, I is this something we we were talking before? It's two off teams the working air. together. <laughs> well, we, we were talking off the air about Vic Fangio, and he's yeah. like, this, did he really deserve to be an NFL head coach? Yes, he deserved it because he put it in his time. He and put he's in his a time. Great defensive coordinator. Is he a good NFL head coach? It doesn't look like it so far. Right. So, I mean, this is is this almost like, hey, uh, hey, Nagy? <laughs> I know we need a quarterback at number nine, but also. Uh, you want a shot at this? Because I mean, why? Why would the Broncos give it up the number nine pick? They need a quarterback. They got the guys right. that owns Coors Light and behind the center. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, exactly. And, and I saw something not too long ago where you know, if you really think about it, since Peyton Manning left the Broncos, they've treated the the quarterback position like a, a throwaway position, like nobody cares about it. It's the most important position in all of sports, guys. They're gonna end up like the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's why <laughs> that's why I don't understand why this would even happen. It doesn't make any sense at no, all. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. All right, man. Let's talk about what's going on at the Madhouse on Madison. Z, let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey, brother. The Blackhawks with an equivalent playoff series coming up against the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. I love Nashville. <laughs> the Blackhawks could use a confidence boost just like the 4-0 win over Detroit Red Wings. Detroit sucks. <laughs> 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 Detroit <laughs> Little Caesar Arena last Saturday. Little Caesars? Yeah, really? I, yeah. No, that's a mattress with cheese on it. <laughs> and that's the everyone starts bragging recently about Detroit Detroit style pizza, which is no. basically Jets pizza if yeah, you've ever had it. Same thing. And yeah. it, and it's good. It's good for what it is. I mean, I, we're spoiled. We have I, a different idea. I'll get idea. the five dollar pizza from Little Caesars. Just right. you know, I'm I'm hungry. I'll just take that. But I'm not getting that thick one. No, that, it's, it's, it's a mattress. It's, it's great for kids parties. The mattress? No. No, the $5 no, ones. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you get like 10 of them. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. They exactly. don't care. It's pizza. It, it, it's fine. <laughs> it's like penny candy of pizza world. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, yeah, but I mean, if you... Little Caesars, man. Like, that's what your reader is named after? <laughs> it's so... No, look, look, He's look. He's a good guy. I'll be fair. He is a good guy. There was a story about, I, I want to say he either paid someone's rent that was an employee or yeah. bought him a car or something like that. So what we've heard about him is a good guy. Being a good guy doesn't mean you have good pizza. So I'm just saying. <laughs> That's crazy. 
All right, the Predators have 49 points and lost 3-1 to the Carolina, Carolina uh, Hurricanes Saturday. So the Hawks close within two points of the fourth spot of the Central Division. Now, this is going to be a key matchup because they're going to play Nashville three times this week. So, like I said before, the reason that they're seeing the same team over and over again is because of the restrictions they had uh, at the big, very beginning when we were right. still in COVID protocol. They were trying to keep teams kind of bunched together in the same in the same area, the same uh, play the same team over and over again. Right. So essentially, you you've been playing these series uh, all all year long. Now the thing is, is that unlike other sports, when we talk about football, if you're eight and eight, or mm-hmm. even you know twelve and two, or twelve and uh, and four in the Bears' case, um, <laughs> you're going to get knocked out in the first round. It's miserable to be in that purgatory. You know the the eight seed in basketball. Uh, it's it's just you can't do anything with that. But in hockey, you 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 get on a heater and you can take the whole cup. Right, right. So all you need is a hot goalie and a couple of lucky scores, and you are. <laughs> At the end of the yeah, day, we got you're some holding up the cup. Because of that, right? That's exactly right. So in hockey, it is important to get in with a chip in a chair and go in and get into the tournament. It makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean Nashville. I love Nashville. <laughs> uh, they they will face each other three times this week, and that's going to be literally playoff hockey. If you, these these two teams right. have become a rival, absolutely in the last couple because years because of playoff because series. of the playoff series, and then you know. They hate each other, but you know what I love about hockey? At the end of the day, in the playoff series, they line up mm-hmm. and they shake yes, hands like true. men. That's true. Like men. Well, it, it, they only they don't just have the Preds; they also have to uh, face the Tampa Bay Lightning, who is last the year's champions. champs. Right. So I, I mean, mean it, it, it's not an easy road by any means. Not, no, no, no way. And I just hope that these goaltenders are, um, are getting that experience because these two guys weren't their starters. Right. And one, one's a rookie, and one was a castaway. Right. Right. So I mean. They've been playing well. The defense has been stepping up lately, and our four lines have been producing points. So, hopefully, the Blackhawks get two out of three. Hey, I'll take it. Let's <laughs> let's do that. Or, two, or even a two out of four, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, man. What's going on, on the other side of the building with your Chicago Bulls? The Chicago Bulls. They finally snapped their five-game losing streak against the Cleveland. Cavaliers. I hate Ooh Ohio. Wee. I hate Ohio. <laughs> Vucci man. Vucevic. Vucci. Yeah, he did his thing with 25 points and seven rebounds. This Mr. Consistent right here. So now here's the thing. This happened after uh Zach Levine went into COVID protocol. That's right. Uh Joe Colley from the Sun Times came out and said that he was expected to miss several games in the coronavirus protocol. The team was ex- expected to practice on Thursday, but they were quickly shut down for health and safety reasons. The Sun Times did confirm that Levine was put into the protocol. After that, they everyone seemed okay. They did their thing and then they came back to play. So this was the first game after Levine was put into the protocol. I saw that news and I'm like, oh crap. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you know what? The boy stepped up. I mean, uh, the Paul, I hate the nickname. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he had, uh, I think he had 12 points and, you know, six, seven rebounds. Uh, right. Cody White stepped up with eight assists. Um, your boy Marketing showed up a little bit. Hey, you got to stop hating on Marketing, man. I'm going to hate on him until he, he steps out of this, this confidence thing, bro. Come on, man, bro. You're an NBA player. He's an NBA player that's been hurt. Here's the, have you ever heard him speak? You know he's in that commercial. Which one? I think I think it's the uh, one of the the lawyer commercials. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, oh when they had like God. Wilson Contreras on yeah. there and like those Javi. are bad. It's, those are those are so bad. It's bad because I mean we can like, make better commercials. Well, coming up no, no <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know he was on there and if you look at him he looks shy. 
Yeah. But I mean, like the, the thing is, is in his NBA career, he's been injured a lot. And that's not his fault. I, I look at him the same way I look at like a guy like Leonard Floyd. Okay. Uh, my biggest fear is that he's going to spend his first couple seasons in the NBA kind of floating around, doing some good things, getting hurt, not being able to succeed when he comes back from injury because of nerves, because you don't want to get hurt again. All that stuff matters. Right. And then what's going to happen is that he's going to move on from this team and he's going to join another team and he's going to flourish because he just happens to string together a couple seasons without injury because, and then he can get better. But when you see him, he can Hit that outside shot. But he's seven feet, man. I know the NBA game. I know and, the and NBA. That's what it is. The NBA is like, everybody shoot from the three-point line. Guess what? You shoot from the three-point line, it's a long rebound. And guess what? Now the other team has a freaking breakaway. And they might have better players that can shoot the three. And guess and, what? That's how you get blown up. Out. I, and, I, and you're not wrong about that. But if you have Markinen and you have Vucci main, there should be one in there to be able to get a rebound, and if they're one, shooting. but that's a problem. All five guys stand at the three-point line. But my point is that you you can fix that, but if you have those two players, you have two big guys like that, you yes. should be able to get the rebound if one of them's taking a shot. Agreed. And it's just rotations, 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 which now, they haven't done. Again, I've been talking but, about this. But but to be fair, uh huh, this team has changed dramatically oh, in the no, past they, couple weeks. Yeah, they changed the entire roster except for Felicio. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I get nervous saying that word. I said like Felicio, a, not the other one. I know what you said. I'm just saying, bye, Felicio. Um, <laughs> we can't do you, that yet. You, I wish. Wendell Carter's gone. Yes. Okay. Uh, Otto Porter. Yeah, your boy. Otto Porter. This dude, I swear to God, he all he did was make money and party. Yeah. That's all he did. I mean, he I never I, played. I, I wish I had that lifestyle. Every time, every time. The game was coming on. I'm over here singing Lionel Richie songs to myself like, uh, it, it's you I'm looking for, bro. Where are you at? Why don't you ever play? And then when he played, and when he finally played, he looked sluggish. He looked like me running down the court. And you don't want to look like me running down the court. It is not a good look. So the fact that you got rid of these two guys, one guy that had zero self-confidence, another guy that's plodding down the, the, down the court, okay, like a damn slug with a broken foot. You completely changed this team. Yeah, they did. They it's have gonna take not a while had for enough chemistry. time to yeah. play together. Yeah, I agree. It takes and, a while for chemistry. You know, so it, there's a lot. Of, now, you, now you're without Zach Levine. Okay. So we're going for the lottery. Right. And I, it just, you should it, be. You either, you either tank out because you still need that third player. Exactly. You need that third player so that when they build a wall around Zach Levine and, and Vucevic isn't hitting the shots, you right. need a third player you know you can score. Right. So that comes into the next two points that I had. According to the Bleacher Report, the Bulls are making a serious run at Lonzo Ball this offseason. They'll have to compete with New York Knicks mm -hmm. and the New Orleans Pelicans who can match any contract to wish, uh, if they wish to keep him because he's a restricted free agent. Right. So that means that Whatever offer he gets, more than likely what's going to happen is he's going to be a uh, RFA. Mm -hmm. He is going to see what the market will offer him. And then the Pels, if they decide that he's worth that much, they can match the contract and he, st he stays with them. Or if it's they, priced too much. Right. See ya. That happened with Omer Ashik a, a few years ago and the Rockets took him away from the Bulls. And the Bulls kind of needed him at that time. And we needed he, him at that time. When he finally but came back afterwards. He yeah. Was, he was, yeah, it was garbage. Yeah. All right. So, There's another so, report about your boy Larry Marketing. And the San Antonio Spurs. Looks like they're going to uh, pursue him. So, yeah, I mean, I told you, Lowry is the type of guy that if you if you get him to a spot like like San Antonio. Yeah, where he's like that's the third perfect, or fourth option. Well, it's not just that, but it's the coach. It's the culture. Yeah. It's you have 
somehow this guy turned Texas into like this, you know, international marketplace of players, you know, but you have the connections with these Euro players that can come in, give him the confidence, give him the boost, give whatever it is that he needs because pop has those guys in his back pocket. He's there. He's, he has them. Hey, Hey, I won you a bunch of titles. Can you come help this big guy? Imagine, imagine him just calling up Tim Duncan be like, Hey, can you work with Mark and then for like, I don't know, two weeks. It'll Think change, about that. It'll change his game. It'll change his game, and he'll still have the shot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, he just needs a little bit of seasoning and, and about six months in the gym. Well, that that may be true too. But sometimes you see some of these guys get too bulky, and it just makes them very slow. So that's the thing. But look, earlier you were talking about Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm not opposed to him coming here. No, we need a guy who can penetrate and dish out the ball. Right, and he plays we, pretty decent de- uh, defense. So that's the biggest thing that you're missing from this team full of scorers is someone that can distribute the ball to where it needs to go, so the scorers can score the ball. I mean, there's a team on uh, West Coast that ha- they just picked up a guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. and uh, he does his job of distributing the ball with a bunch of scorers. Oh yeah, who's that? I don't know, Chris Paul. <laughs> He's also going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Well, I think he might the, live it too over the hill for us. He's, we, you could say the same, same thing about him being in Phoenix though, because here's the thing is that the Phoenix Suns were able to turn around what everyone thought of them, become one of the best teams in the league because mm. of Chris Ball, because now you have a guy that can pass the ball. You get it to where it needs to go. You get Aiton over there. You have uh, Devin Booker over there. Gordon. And you got all the, yeah, you now you got Aaron Gordon over there. So you have all these players that thrive on a guy that can get them the ball. Mm-hmm. I said last year, I wasn't opposed to Chris Ball coming to the, to the Bulls. Plus, considering the fact that he already has a relationship with the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Oh, yeah. Because he played for him last year. That's right. So I was kind of half surprised he actually didn't come to Chicago, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, so was I. But I, I think he wants to win a chip. We'll, we'll see what happens. All right. So former Bull, Dwayne Wade, buys ownership stop in Utah Jazz. So he, now he's a part owner of the Utah Jazz, huh? Yeah. Mm. It, it said that he also wants a hands-on role in the team. Now he has been involved wherever he's going, wherever he's been. You know what okay. I mean. You've seen it over the past couple of years. You've seen his involvement with just like politics and like the world and what's going on, and seeing you, you kind of knew, especially with his relationship with Shaq, that any inkling of like, oh, I want to be in front of the camera, he's going to be there. So hey, this is going to put him more in front of the camera, and this is going to. I'm just glad that we're actually seeing some of these players as we go on along in time. Becoming owners of teams. No, this is They're great. They're benefiting. I mean, a person of color exactly. owning a team in Utah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Utah. He, he has he has a stake. Were they? You don't got the whole were thing. They, were they poisoning your pizza before a playoff game? <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of that, Michael Jordan. Oh oh, is to present the late Kobe Bryant at the Naismith. Yeah, Naismith. I got it right. Uh, <laughs> Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. I always get that name wrong. So so this is going to be awesome. People think that the Basketball Hall of Fame is the NBA Hall of Fame. Nope. It is not the nope. NBA it Hall of Fame. It is a separate intern. It it is the, yeah, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. So this is for college players. This is for announcers, for coaches, for women's and men's basketball. Correct. So, uh, so Michael Jordan going back to the Hall of Fame to present... Uh, his little brother Yeah His his boy His You know what I mean That's like, his little brother yeah, yeah Yeah So I mean But 
I heard something about like yeah. So I, w- I was listening to the radio and there uh, there was reports that Michael Jordan was PO'd because the tickets that they're selling are three times the amount of what their tickets usually cost. I wonder why that is. Well, you got you're trying to benefit off the uh, Kobe Bryant name and mm-hmm. the Michael Jordan name at the same time, right? So you're essentially trying to do your best to benefit exploit. and exploit the death of Kobe Bryant. Yeah, not and, cool. And 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 the ref- the fact that Michael Jordan, you're basically goading him into it, right? You know, because they they did this after uh-huh. he confirmed that he's going to do this. Now, a good way to spin this. You donate all those funds yeah. to a charity. Right. That, yeah. That's yeah. the only way they, they yeah. can get out of it. Yeah, I mean that's that that's the, the right thing to do. If, if you're it just why is it so much? It gets crazy. It, it, that's just being irresponsible. Yeah. Uh, fellow first ballot inductees Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett will be int- introduced by David Robinson and Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas? Well, you got the Chicago connection between Isaiah Thomas, Kevin Garnett, a little bit. Either uh, way, whatever. <laughs> Rudy Tomjanovich, the two-time NBA champion coach of the Houston Rockets, Ooh, heart of a champion. will be presented by franchise icons Hakeem Olajuwon and Calvin Murphy. <sighs> Rudy the T. Dream. Rudy, Rudy the T. Dream. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, the heart of a champion, that speech. Everybody remembers yeah, oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah man. And then you got Hakeem, the dream, Olajuwon. They used to call me Joaquin, the dream, Olajuwon, <laughs> back when I was on the court, man. Uh, so, I mean, this is going to be a, a star-studded. Oh, this is like an all-time... And like, now, here's the thing. is that I hate the way they present this because it's usually like on a Tuesday or Thursday mm-hmm. night. No, no, dude. Put this on primetime. You know what's Friday weird? Or Saturday. You know what's weird too is that you have you ever seen it like actually presented? It looks like it's in a conference room at like yes. a Holiday Inn. Yeah. In like nineteen eighty. No production value. It's terrible. Like you, you, it should be a big like giant event like the NFL draft. So, so this is what I was thinking when they when they were talking about how it's presented. And you were just mentioning it, dude. Make it part of the All Star Weekend. Yeah. You yeah. know, WrestleMania does the Hall of Fame yes. and then they do one event, two events, three events. Guess what? They make it an entire weekend. So you're focused on their event. Yeah. So if you put this in front of the All-Star game. But did, at least for this year, if they would put it in front of the All-Star game, it would have kind of, you, you would have had COVID concerns and stuff like that because you were restricted. You know what I mean? And you well, it was see- Atlanta. Oh, it was Atlanta, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right, but Z, what is going on? <laughs> With the Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire. All right. Robert Barrick uh, collected a goal and an assist with Luka Stojanovic. Get that right today? Sure. Okay. Also, tally for the fire. So, it was literally 2-0 really quick. It was a great game. Again, they're on WGN. So, if you want to watch any type of sport on WGN, it's going to be soccer. So, so so learn some soccer. Hey, free TV. Exactly. Uh, But they were denied their first bid at their first opening day victory since posting a 3-1 victory over FC Dallas in 2009. So, it's been 12 years. All right. So... We ended up in a two-two tie. Okay. All right. So again, I I, I hate ties. Yeah. 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 I, I hate him in hockey. I hate him in soccer. I think you should go to a shootout till there's a winner. Right. Yeah. All right. So Barrett, uh, who erupted for a team high twelve goals last season, wasted a little time setting the tone for the match. Boric, uh Sikluklik. I don't know if I said that right. Uh, slick centering feed to Barrett, uh to convert into an open field net in the fifth minute. I mean, it was a crazy goal. Watch the game. Watch the highlights. 
the fire are gonna be good this year. And I can I, I know E doesn't, doesn't watch soccer. I can, I can attest to this right now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at a man wearing a red That's Chicago right. Fire jersey. That's right. Wearing my jersey and a white Adidas Chicago Fire hat. Yeah, I, I brought it out from the uh, from the vault, man, because he, I used he, to be a season ticket holder, man. You see. Yeah. So the fire kept the heat on and doubled the advantage in the 11th minute with Frankowski's cross from uh, from, uh, Berrick, uh, who set up an unmarked Stojanovic for a later goal. Again, they end up with a 2 to tie. And this is this is probably my, my biggest thing. We used to make fun of the fire when I was a season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. We never win. We always tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, next up for the Fires, Atlanta FC in Atlanta next Saturday. That's the good thing about soccer. They play once a week, just hey, like football. Hey, hey. El football. That means I only have to hear about it once, once a, a week. week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with three up and three down after a quick word for our boys at Anchor. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Our favorite time of the year is back. It is baseball season. This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes. Z, what is going on on the south side? The south side. All right, before I talk about my boys in black, I want to acknowledge a couple things. And I know you'll appreciate this. Mm Mm-hmm. First, I want to acknowledge that the MLB does a great job of promoting Jackie Robinson Day, which is April 15th. Yep. Jackie Robinson uh, Day was April 15th at MLB, and it, it was a great production, what they did, where they have everyone wear the number 42. Right. Um, it's been a tradition since uh, 2004. MLB and the clubs will co- uh, commemorate. Can I, did I say that right now? Commemorate. Nah, can I say that? Commemorate. Commemorate. There you go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Jackie Robinson Day at all ballparks throughout the league. On Thursday, April 15th and 16th. So that whole weekend. Right. Uh, so it's the anniversary of him making his historic MLB debut as he broke baseball's color barrier. Right. Um, the extra day allows, so again, 15 and 16. So the extra day allows for teams that are not playing on that day. Uh, then they have their traditional day off. So Yeah, the Cubs actually did that. Right. Yep. So um, Robinson will continue to be remembered for his inspiring historic career, his courage and strength amid challenges he faced as he broke baseball's color barrier. His actions as a social advocate and civil rights icon, and his continued impact on our on our sport and society. So let me let me tell you something about Jackie Robinson. If, yes, sir. If you are not aware of Jackie Robinson's story, there really is no biography in movies that's one hundred percent true. Okay, but check out the movie called Forty Two with Chadwick Boseman, who I've talked about in this program before. Great movie. Great movie. Great actor. I mean, it's it, and and I think he did the role justice. You know, Jackie Robinson had passed away before the movie came out, but his widow did come out and and talk about like, you know what? Thank you so much for representing what Jackie was about, what Jackie was there to do. And you know, one of the things that we talked about in a previous episode was that the MLB is now going to be recognizing Negro League as part of their records, records yes. as part of their records. So you're actually going to see guys like Josh Gibson get their dues. You know what I mean? Like the Kansas City Grays or the Kansas City Monarchs. And the, yeah. you know, and the Satchel all, Page's actual stats where he was really good before right. he came to MLB. Before the, he came to the MLB. Right. Because they would just hold you down and wait till you were just starting to turn to a bum. Right. And then be like, oh, I guess you can come now. You know, no. so I mean, that was the thing. If you don't, 
realize like how significant Huge. it was during Huge. the time that he came in because you're not just talking about breaking the color barrier in baseball you're really talking about breaking the color barrier in sports all sports right you know because it, it just the way that it was set up you still get a little bit of feelings from it today you know just it's just not as blatant anymore but it's still around so no it's still around that's the thing is that if you don't know who Jackie Robinson is as a sports fan as an American it's your duty to figure it out yeah you're doing a disgrace to yourself if you don't know the history of baseball and the impact of Jackie Robinson and then to later open the door for Roberto Clemente correct and all the players all the Latin players that follow Jackie Robinson and Roberto Clemente mm -hmm. dude Look at MLB right now. Yep, it, it's literally all Latin players. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I mean, and, and that's what it is. And a lot of not just Latin, but Black Latin players. I, yes, Black Latin players. You yes, know what exactly. I mean? So you 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 find somewhere where this is an international sport. There are no, there's not a country no. that's not represented no. <laughs> at some point. It has at some point at this at at this time in MLB. And what I love about baseball is if you're good. Yeah, you'll find a spot on a roster. Right. If you're from Korea, if you're from Japan, from China, from Mexico, it doesn't matter where you're from. Right. If you're good, you'll find a spot on a right. roster somewhere. Absolutely. And that's why I love about baseball right now. It, it is to the point where talent is colorblind. Correct. Absolutely. That that was a great. Uh, that was a great, great, great way to put that. Talent is colorblind. I love that. Yeah. Little stat here. Only three players in MLB history had had their number retired by at least three teams. Nolan Ryan by the Angels, Astros, and Rangers. Okay. I love Nolan Ryan growing up. Frank Robinson, Cleveland, the Reds. See how I say the Cleveland? I didn't say the other. <laughs> Cleveland. I hate Cleveland. Uh, Reds, <laughs> Orioles. <laughs> And then Jackie Robinson, who's had their has his number retired by all thirty-two teams. Correct. So he, the last player to have that number was Mariano Rivera because yes. he had it grandfathered Pri in. Yes, exactly. Prior to when they retired the, the uh, number for all teams, mm -hmm. he was the last one. Once he he threw his last pitch, he was the last one to ever have forty-two. And he's a he's a Hall of Famer, right? So exactly, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, the White Sox. Let's get to White Sox baseball. Oh, finally. Oh, where's, where's Kennedy? Where's Kenny saying that? Sarah, White Sox. Sarah, That's right. The White Sox, Carlos Rodon, <laughs> throws the first no-hitter of the season for the White Sox. Hey. Nine strong innings, seven Ks, and it really just one mistake on a slider that got away uh -huh. and hit a batter on the back foot. He could have moved his foot. He could have moved his foot. He didn't move his foot. Yeah. It is what it is. It is. Look, man, hey. This guy has been through the ringer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember last year, like, he came back, and Ricky throws him in in a bullpen mm -hmm. in a series with Cleveland. Yep. And he's like, I've never pitched bullpen. Right. He's like, no, you're going to go pitch. And he was horrible. Right. And then you have him pitch in the Oakland series in a bullpen session. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? That's, that's Ricky Renneria right there. And that's why he no longer has a job. <laughs> Okay. No, but look, man, look, uh, Ro we've been watching Rodon forever, waiting for him to develop, and he's the same thing with, like, Leonard Floyd. Uh-oh, uh -oh. Like, Lowry Marketing. I see what you're doing here. You know exactly I see what, what you're I'm doing. doing. Because, look, he had the, the shoulder surgery, right? He had the Tommy John surgery. Yeah, and the and every time surgery, you, yeah. Right. Yeah, every time you, oh, here he comes, here he comes. Hurt. 
It's not you can't you cannot prevent injuries. I hate when people want to call a player a bust because of injuries. It's not Kevin White is another name. Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Well, Derek Rose won the MVP and then got hurt. If he didn't get that MVP, if if I'm telling you right now, if Derek Rose didn't get that MVP uh-huh. and he just was like, oh, he was second in MVP, and then he gets hurt, you don't he, he doesn't get the love that he got. But he showed what he could do early. But what I'm saying is that Rodon, hurt, 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 hurt. How, you don't you don't know what to get out of him because he's always hurt. Well, I mean, some some guys persevere when they're at the bottom. Yeah. When the, everything, when all the chips have been put in and they cashed out, like, all right, right. I want to get back in the game. So, again, like, he was literally an inch. Right. An inch from perfection. Mm-hmm. So, Rodon won the fifth star, uh, starting spot from Reynaldo Lopez, who was horrible last year. Right. I mean, it, it wasn't a high bar to beat. I, right? I remember the high five after Lopez like, was no longer there. So I yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he, he had a ton to prove. And it was one of the players that, besides Moncada, that has a lot of, to prove this year. Mm-hmm. He was picked number three by the White Sox in 2014. And he had shoulder, shoulder surgery, like you said. And, mm-hmm. and this happened, I remember he, I was at opening day and he pitched. And then the next day, like, oh, he's going to DL because his shoulder's messed up. So he pitched with a bum shoulder knowing that, mm-hmm. but didn't want to disappoint the team or the fans. Heart. Yeah. Heart. Yeah. I mean, how can you not like a guy like that? I, I didn't I didn't say anything. I just didn't like that <laughs> his wife saying, was speaking up for him on Twitter. Just say, why not? You're, that's what your spouse is supposed to do, man. Well, yeah, but she's over here dogging the White Sox. The White Sox, she should have just dogged R- Ricky. It wasn't the White Sox that put him out there. Oh, the Ricky hey, did. That, so what is that? That that tells you a lot about what people think about Ricky, but by association. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was always on your team, too. And he got fired. All right. In 2020. Oh, and then he, also, <laughs> uh, he was, you know, playing father, uh, family ties over here, father. <laughs> All right. In 2020, he was not tender by the White Sox at the end, but he crawled his way back into the rotation, came full circle this week with a no-hitter. Carlos, you are forever, forever, forever in the record books. And this is why I love baseball. Absolutely. Absolutely. This dude came back, crawled back. You know, there was a mouse stuck in <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, in a, in a bucket of cream, and he crawled. That, that's this is the same. Yeah, he turned it into ex- butter. Yeah, he turned it into butter. Yeah. So Carlos Rodon, you are that little mouse. Good. That's for right. You, spread man. that good butter, baby. Spread you. that butter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good news, Yadmin Mercedes, the uh, Germanator. Uh oh. Yeah, you homer to get, dude. He hit some bomb shots. Like it's crazy. He, he hit some. You know what? He's compact. He's 5'11", and he's got, like... When, I'm 5'11". He's 5'11", and when he switches and he turns and he, he smacks that, that, that ball, I mean, it goes far. <laughs> Smack it. Yeah, we also got Tim Anderson, who just came back from the IL. He's He did a home run today. And, you know, the boys had had a slow start with the bats. You know, it's like feast or famine. But once the lineup is solidified, where you got guys that are not getting hurt, they're in the lineup every day, mm-hmm. things will heat up. Moncada was moved up from the fun, from the cleanup spot to the third spot because he needs protection. Well, exactly. He, you want, because otherwise, he's, he's going to sit there and swing at nothing. Exactly. He kind of reminds me of Bias where he just uh-huh. swings at a bunch of BS. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season, Bias got a, his own music video too because he can't have another Latin player in the city. Oh, it's coming. It'll up. be filmed at Humble Park too. They're the same too. guy. They're the same guy <laughs> in a different team. Agreed. 
All right, the bullpen, which has been the strongest part of the uh, the team last year, it has been scuffling in a bunch of games. Yeah. LaRusso stated that the bullpen is fine and that recent losses are team losses. Wah, wah, How do you feel about wah, that? Wah, wah, wah. La Russa is old and he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's how I feel about that. <laughs> Next topic, please. All right, all right. So this just came in over the wire. Lance Lynn is out on a 10-day IL with a strained right trapezius. This sucks. Major uh, lots of balls. Where is your trapezius? That's in your back, bro. That's like, yeah, it's over here by the shoulder blade. Like over there, somewhere. Okay. Yeah. That does not sound fun. No, that doesn't. Well, it's 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 soreness, so it's, it's a strain. So you'll be out maybe two weeks, and hopefully he gets back, man. Lance Lynn, let me tell you something, bro. I seen you pitch. 12-pack of Coors Light. <laughs> Find you a little spliff somewhere hidden in the couch cushion. He's going to have some twiller in his teeth and a dog and a shotgun pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to no, have a country career. No, he's not. Go put on the big Lebowski. Make you white Russian, put your feet up. Y'all be all, you'll be all good, man. White I seen Russian. you. I seen you. That's all you need. You don't need medicine. Just put rest. your feet up. Yeah, rest, yeah. watch a movie, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Don't you'll hit be the, all right. Don't hit the bars like uh, Otto Porter. <laughs> all right. After finish up in Boston this weekend and then Cleveland, I hate Ohio. <laughs> this weekend, the Sox will come into, uh, the Texas Rangers will come into town and also the Young Tigers of Detroit. Okay. They, 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 they're playing pretty good. Didn't we just say that the, no one knows who the Tigers are if you're not in their division? I mean, I know Miguel Cabrera, that's it. Okay. I forgot he exists. Yeah. I, I, you, uh, he's always heard every year. Well, you just said that name, and and, and I forgot. he would, he. How is he in the league still? This is the same guy that was on, like, the 03 Marlins, wasn't it? Yeah. What the hell? But he had a different name. Did he? Yeah. Did he really? Yeah, he did. Oh, what's going on with the Cubbies? The Cubs bats finally come alive with an offensive explosion against the Braves last Saturday, and Wilson Contreras was in the driver's seat. Contreras launched a home run in each of his first two plate appearances against the Braves, igniting an offensive outburst that paved the way for a 13-4 route. Where'd that come from? Uh, that came from they like to save up all their runs. I'm doing one game. And just... Drop them all at once. Look, Chris Bryant also cleared the friendly confines fence twice in the, in the kind of team-wide offensive breakout Chicago's been craving over the season's first two-plus weeks. So, finally, like good, I said, I they're just hit. saving it all up and do it all at once so that next week when they get, you know, shut out three to nothing, <laughs> you'll be like, hey, remember that one time... No, me neither, because they hate scoring. I think they're, I feel like they're allergic to scoring. I, I don't understand what the problem There's is. There's no consistency on that team right It now. is ridiculous. No. And this is, the, this is the problem. I've been paying more and more attention to the White Sox simply because I know what to expect out of the Cubs. I know what to expect out of Rizzo, Bryant, Contreras, Javi. And, and it's everyone. not much. And, it, and it's just, I, there's nothing exciting for me. There's nothing there for me to be excited about. I know that, yup, you're going to hit a moonshot. Yup, you're going to choke up the uh, when you got two strikes, Rizzo, and try to you hit a slapper out into the outfield. Right. I know what's going to happen every time. But when it comes down to it, they don't clutch. If They're not clutch, and they don't close out the game to win the game. I, there's no surprise. There's no suspense from me right now. 
Yeah, it's it's really sad because if you were to take those pieces on that team and spread them out onto other teams, they'd probably be all-stars. I mean, they, I, I don't think, I think by default they're going to be all-stars because they're still the best players on the team. Now, to be fair, Contreras this season has shown a ton of fire. Well, um, if I'm being six times this year in the head, Jesus. So now here's the thing is you had two players going back and forth. Um, Contreras kept getting blunked, right? Yeah, that, that's not cool. It's not cool. Ryan Tapera decided to take it into his own hands. Yeah, no, so, not really, though. <laughs> not really, though, because he's not a good pitcher, and he missed. What are you talking about not a good pitcher? He had an MVP vote last year, bro. Right. All right, check it out. David Ross was suspended one game, and reliever Ryan Tapera was suspended three games for throwing at Milwaukee Brewers pitcher Brandon Woodruff. The pitch in question was a 95-mile-per-hour fastball between behind the legs of Brewers pitcher Brandon Woodruff in the fifth inning of last Tuesday's 3-2 win for the Cubs. It led to the suspensions and undisclosed fines for Tapera and the Cubs skipper. I'm going to tell you this right now. If my guy gets beamed in the head... Uh-huh. Like no. you, that was one of those things you heard it hit the helmet and you get scared because yeah. you had a crack and you anytime someone gets beaten in the head, it's, it's not a cool thing. It's, right. it's scary. You can end someone's life. Not cool. So guess what? I'm I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get five guys ready in the bullpen and I'm like, hey, you're all gonna get tossed. Yeah. I'm gonna pay for your fine. Yep. Hit the next five guys. So Tapera did come out and say there was no malicious intent. It was just a message that we had had enough. And I'm glad because Contreras, we know for years and years and years that Rizzo was the guy that was leading the team in hit by pitch right. most of the time. The whole because league, he, yeah, because he hit by pitch because yeah, yeah. he, he likes to, you know, crowd the play, crowd the play, and then hump the air, and it's funny. Um, but I had Contre- a comment I can't say. <laughs> oh man, almost slipped out. But Contreras been getting like hitting the head, hitting the back, hitting the arm. It doesn't matter. So they said, "Hey, enough is enough." But you could have sparked a fire keg yes. under this team. Yes. So this is this is not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's not. It's not. Because but like I said, your pitcher should have been them. He missed. Hey, hey, hey. It's one thing to do it on accident. And it's one thing to do it on purpose. If you if you slip the ball, be, just beat him on the backside. It, you're not trying to take out his livelihood. Just Again, beat him on the backside. A, a bean no no no. Let's get this straight. Bean means head. That's what that means. Hit him means hit his body. Being to bean someone means to hit them in the head. And that's what I'm saying. Don't uh, hit him in the head. No. If you want to hit him, then hit him. Right. But do not bean him, please. No, don't, we don't, don't, need, don't hit We don't need that head. kind of smoke. No, no, no. <laughs> so check it out. We were just talking about Jackie Robinson Day. Yes, sir. And something really cool that happened was Jason Hayward was among more than 100 major league players of all races and backgrounds who pledged to donate their game day salaries on Jackie Robinson Day to oh. support the Players Alliance. Wow, that is so cool. Like I said earlier, the Northsiders did celebrate a day late because they were off on last Thursday, which was the 74th anniversary of uh, Robinson's breaking the uh, baseball color barrier, but they celebrated Robinson on last Friday instead. So, again... You had not just MLB recognizing Jackie Robinson Day, but also a lot of the players saying what that means to them. Yeah. And and if you were going to talk about one player from the Cubs who I would one hundred one hundred percent expect to be the guy Hayward, it would be Hayward. Yeah, it would one hundred percent. Well, I mean, you also had, and and I know you you know about this, but like uh, uh, was our uh, Chicago UIC, uh, 
why is it coming off my I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, he played for the Mets and he Oh, played. Curtis Grandison. Curtis Grandison. Curtis yeah, Grandison. why can't I think of it? I've been to like seven of his events. I'm sorry. All right, Curtis Grandison grew up in Chicago. His mom teaches in Chicago. He yeah. gets back to the community. Yeah. He was huge on yeah. this. You know, the, the thing with guys like Hayward, Curtis Granderson, is that when you've seen over, we were just talking about the influx of Latin players in the MLB in the, yes. in the last 20 years. Well, what you've seen on the opposite of that is a decline, decline in black huge. players. I think it's like decline. a 2.9% of uh, MLB is black. Right. So, I mean, that, that's, that's too low. That's, that's way and too that's low. Why, and, you know, what's funny is that I, I was just talking to someone the other day about, like, when we were growing up, you know, they're like, well, I played hockey or I played this. I'm like, we played basketball with a with a milk crate. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, because in the alley, afford, yeah. Because all you need is a ball. Well, you need, yeah, a piece of plywood, a crate, and some nails, and yeah. you're good to go. You know what I mean? And that's all just stuff you find in the alley. Yeah. So ba- baseball, you need equipment, but at least if you got a bat in the ball, you can play hockey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. I, play. Yeah, I had a bat. I had a basketball to play with i didn't have all this gear that you know i spoil my kids with now yeah you know so i mean to see it's it's really important for everybody to see representation in every sport agree and not feel like hey because i'm this or that i I shouldn't be allowed oh i totally agree with you uh the cubs are they the cubs bring in and bring on the brew crew again this weekend before making stops in atlanta to play the braves and Cincy to play the Reds before they come home to play the defending World Series champion, Los Doyers. L.A. Dodgers. Los Doyers. Uh, <laughs> I'll be ready for that series. I know. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's take a pause for the cause and hear a quick word from our friends at Great Clothing Company. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with Ewok and Big Z. Yeah. The time is here. Please help us welcome our very special guest. He is the official in-game DJ of the Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Chicago White Sox, and Northwestern Basketball. He's also the Chicago Bears Music Coordinator. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Jay Funk. <laughs> it sounds weird hearing it. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, welcome in, so, man. man. Thanks for joining the, the show. show. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Because we asked everyone, I know you're the DJ for the White Sox. But yeah, buddy. What team did you grow up rooting for as far as Chicago baseball is concerned? Truthfully, I, truthfully, I was a Cubs fan. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, truthfully, I was. I mean, I, I'm, but I, I don't. But I saw the light, and I saw that you know the, the Sox are really my team. There you oh, go. There you go. Curveball. Oh man. <laughs> Celebrating uh, tour. I ain't gonna, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's 
I grew up, uh, you know, we grew up on the north side. I actually grew up up in uh, Andersonville, which mm-hmm. is nice. right now. Um, but we now we normally, I, I used to, with my friends, we used to chase all the Oakville Cubs players. You know, like, yeah. like Andre Dawson, Ron Say, Jody, uh, Jody Davis. Mm. Um, since I only lived two miles away from the ballpark, we used to just chase them on our bikes for autographs. And... You know, good old grandpa would buy tickets because you know they were cheap back in the day. Mm-hmm. Go buy, go watch games, and you know, group of coach fan. But I saw the light. There's, there's a, a lot of the players still live right around Wrigley because when I was doing service calls and uh, my last job, I would go into a lot of their houses and and, and meet them and just randomly and you're like, oh yeah, so and so lives across the alley and all. They, they're always uh, super cool, man. That's nice. Oh yeah, I mean a lot of ex players, uh, foreign players, they were there also within the city. They they can't get away from the love of Chicago, so right. they understand. All right, Jay. So we've talked a little bit of baseball, but overall, what is your favorite team? Overall, I mean, it's hard to really say, like, uh, or definitely define. I mean, I grew up a basketball fan, so there it is. The Bulls, there you go. You know, when I was uh, living my dream of being trying to be the Asian, the Filipino Michael Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it stopped at, it stopped at 5'8. I'll be totally honest, <laughs> five, eight. but, um, you know, that was the Bulls were always my team. I, I remember falling asleep on the couch. Watching those nine thirty games they used yeah, to play on uh, oh, yeah. the end. Yeah. Uh, mom would be like, "Go to bed." I'm like, no, "But mom, this, this like this, uh, you know, the basketball, the TV." So, <laughs> you know, those are the days of falling asleep watching the Bulls play. So, I, I got to be honest, man. I, I, I miss sports on GN. Yeah. Like, you know. Sox games, Cubs games, bad. Yeah, it doesn't like, matter. Yeah, it's, it's man. Go now, now. All we have is the Chicago Fire on WGN. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do miss the. I, I do honestly agree. I wish that that felt so Chicago. Honestly, right. when it was on WGN, that was the feeling of like this is our team. This is the way. This well, because it's our only be. real station where you there's a WGN Superstation. Now I think they have like a new station where it's supposed to be like national news. Mm-hmm. But realistically, that's our only real straight up. Yup, WGN only in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean those are I I remember those times of just you know that in WWE wrestling on Saturdays. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, I'm showing my age now. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, it's all good, brother. <laughs> we're we're kind of all in the same group, so it's all good. Hey, hey, let's talk about your music career, man. How long have you been spinning, and really, what? tell us what got you started. So, that's an interesting story. Um, so, I, um, so, you know, like as we mentioned before, you guys know my brother. Mm-hmm. So, he goes by Boy Wonder. And then, um, well, the way, way it started for me was that, so back in the 80s, my mom was the age, was, uh, my mom's a, she grew up as a singer. So she did like after she worked her job, she would sing. She, you know, she's a hustler like us. She mm-hmm. goes sing at lounges. So she's a lounge singer, like almost five days a week, four days a week. And at the time, she was dating the DJ at the club. And oh. there were times where we didn't have a babysitter. So me being the age of like I think six or seven, she'd have to bring us to work. But Tony was so small, so he would sleep. You know, he'd sleep in the dressing room. But I would, you know, being nosy, I always want to come out, and you know, you're not supposed to have like a six year old in a nightclub, right? So, so she put me in the DJ booth with them, and when she would go on her break, the DJ would go on, he would go on a spin, and all the people would be dancing. So I'd see him spin, so he'd be spinning all the old freestyles, you mm-hmm. know, freestyle classics, and and I just thought that was amazing, and I was like, man, I, I want to do this. So when they broke up, <laughs> he actually left the turntable <laughs> at our house. And I messed with that turntable until we got her. So mom was, you know, I couldn't, we can't, like Tony and I can't uh, sing. 
we don't play any instruments. Right. But the turntable still gravitated for us. So we started started DJing, I think, in, uh, in 1990. That's what's up. That's that, that, that is a fantastic story. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, though. I relate to you about being in the bars as a little kid because my grandfather back, I mean, we're, we're talking about like the old, like, peanut shells on the floor, corner bar, old style sign, all that stuff. But he used to take me with him to the bar so he could still go to the bar where he was supposed to be quote unquote watching me. And they would, this is this is back in the day when they used to just stack the boxes of beer up against the wall. So they would take one box, put it aside, put two boxes, stack it on top of each other. I'd sit on the one box and color on the other two boxes as I'm a little kid <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's awesome. Hey, hey, hold on. Oh, that's well, that was hey, smart. Hey, he had the whole bar yeah, watching yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I, I wasn't going nowhere. I got oh, my, no. I got all the root beer and pretzels I could eat. Right. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's, that's like a kid's dream right there. Right. <laughs> like, can I get a Shirley Temple and a root beer? Cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how we started. After that, um, you know, mom kind of saw the passion we had for DJing, and lo and behold, this is my my thirty first year of DJing in total. So that's fantastic. Crazy. Uh, that's crazy. So I assume you're a big music fan. What was your first concert? Oh, first concert. I mm. mean, yeah, I think I have to think about that one. I, I, I kind of got, <laughs> like, I saw, I saw Keith Sweat live, and that kind of like just ruined my <laughs> concert. <laughs> like, I, I, saw, <laughs> I, I heard Keith Sweat live, and I was like, this guy is terrible. I never want to see a live concert again. <laughs> You like um, you see him in person. You see him in person. They're like, man, this guy's horrible. Yeah, like, yeah. Auto tune fixes yeah. a lot of stuff. I've had, it does. I'm, uh, try, I'm trying yeah. to think of like bad shows. I think that I, I seen the Alcoholics, and that was kind of weird. But I've seen The Roots several times. I've seen Common several times, and those are probably my favorite shows. But I think we, we were talking about this before. My yeah. my first show ever was uh, Rage and Wu Tang in Florida. Yeah, you, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, we just talked about mine. Mine was the uh, it was like Jay Z, DMX, Redman, Men, Men yeah, the yeah. Mad. It was like an ensemble of all stars. It was all together at the Rosemont. Um, was that yeah, the, the Rock the Bell tour? That sounds like the Rock the yeah, Bell. Yeah, I think it yeah, was. I think it was. It was like the concert was like in '99 or 2000. So, yeah, that sounds yeah. like Rock the Bell. That sounds like. Cause I remember I had a, I had. I just thought you like like you know as we all had flyers on our wall and, mm-hmm. and I, I probably had every pronto printing that he like should have been on that they printed back in the nineties like on the wall of like of me when I was DJing for the parties and everything but no, that's I was definitely I, I definitely see that was a, a definitely a, I think that tour was a was a big tour I remember tried getting tickets to it but I, I was broke at the time but, yeah you know, I, I still have happened. a whole big shoebox full of like flyers and stickers and promos from all the stuff back in the day I can't get enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> I still got it all. All right, man. Let, let's uh, let's talk about your involvement with uh, with DJing with sports teams, man. How did you get into that? And like, you know, what's your favorite part of doing that? Sure. Um, so you know, I'm I'm straight off begins with you know I'm just lucky to be blessed to be in this position um, and the trust that these teams give me with with music, playing music at critical times. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I guess like you know, DJing so long, you kind of like, especially when you were up. You know, I still do. I still do. Uh, re- uh, restaurants and more bars and, and not so many clubs just more like you know chill places uh, on the weekend um, still do lots of weddings uh, you know corporate events but uh, obviously after 2010 uh, um, you know all those remember our love for Empire Liquors shout out mm, to Hiroki and everybody yeah. there um, Wednesdays and Saturday, Friday, Saturdays but when they, when they closed it was kind of like a transition where I was like you know what's next in my career for DJing so 
I had this vision um, seeing the original DJ for the for the NBA was uh, DJ Irie mm-hmm. with Miami Heat. And I, I was thought to myself, why don't Chicago have a DJ? So I started inquiring uh, with the Bears um, since I had a family friend that worked over there. And I actually started doing stuff with the Bears on Family Fest days, like 07, 08. Okay. Um, but the, but fa- on Family Fest, those are like really easy events. Right. I kind of, i getting my feet wet. Nobody really trained us how to do it. But uh, they weren't ready for a DJ yet, so but I don't think they really are either. But you know, we were, they they you know they were looking for something different. Um, lo and behold, maybe a few years, a few years later, the Bulls. I don't know if you noticed like when they when they changed uh, a, a bit of management, um, new team came in for entertainment, and they were looking for DJs. Yeah, um, it's just kind of like you know, we had a had a mutual friend over there as well. They they had us submit mixes, and I just kind of came out on top was as uh, doing one of those things. Now, I started as a concourse DJ. Okay. Uh, if you've been to a game, they, they have DJs that are that are uh, on the concourse when you come into the uh, to the game. To, yeah. You know, yeah, right, right. I remember that fun because uh, I, I, I worked for yeah. the Bulls for about four or five years and they have tons of talent that they hire mm-hmm. for different sections of the of the, of the building as the concourse uh, talent. Yeah. And so exactly. I would come, like, I would yeah. come in through the, through the uh, press uh, press entrance with, and I would see... Mm-hmm. DJs and jugglers and uh, <laughs> contortionists and, and, you know, balloon animal stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, you talk about getting the best experience, go to a Bulls game. Well, and that's the thing is that you have to make sure that you, your in-game experience is better than your sitting at, on the couch well, yeah. well, experience. Well, also the, the, the product on the hardwood floor was not right. that great at that time. Right, right. You know, they were... Key points, right? Yeah. Major key. Yeah. <laughs> That's, to your point, I, exactly. I mean, you guys are, are totally seeing it, which I could, I could tell is that, um, you know, these teams are are, are, up, are upping all their entertainment because we have to get people in seats. Yeah, even if even if the product was good or good not, or was not good, or you know, we have to like entertain people, and that's the key element. We have to entertain. Right. So, like you said, it's working for the Bulls. They had yeah, they had jugglers, they had face painters, they had you know, um, you know balloons uh, and you know music. So that was really key for to bring entertainment to keep the house packed, which also translated into the Sox, which also translated into the Bears and the Blackhawks as well. So, right. um, so my story was that obviously I started the concourse. Um, the original DJs for the Bulls, uh, you know, shout out to them, uh, right. the brothers, uh, DJ Marquis, um, Metro, yeah, and Flipside. Yeah, uh, Flipside. Yeah. Flip yeah. um, I know Flipside pretty well, actually. Oh, yeah. I, the Flipside is the homie. I mean, we started DJing. Uh, we knew each other a long time, but uh, I started, I used to DJ at Transit. Oh, uh, uh, well, I remember and, uh, we, he, he, he was spinning at um, Rhino. Remember oh, Rhino? Yeah. He was spinning at oh, Rhino, yeah, and it was too. the year. And and I remember when I remember being at Rhino the day the the White Sox won the World Series. Okay. So he All would right. come oh, in, and, and my boys would would spin before him, and he come out. He come in and finish out the show. Nice. Because I, I, yeah. I I'm good friends with uh, DJ Technique as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Charles Technique. I just saw him. He, uh, he posted up his, his his gear the other day. Yeah, he yeah. Got new shirt that he did. Yep. <laughs> so, so, like we were like he was. Uh, so these guys, those three, were the original um, full DJs. First, they had gone for him when he was part of uh, Jump Smokers, but uh-huh. they were down to two. So they were like, you know, who can we rely on to do the job we can do? And and my name came up, and it was it was just kind of like you know, Flip gave me the blessing. So it, it just I I put it to the I put that work into the Bulls. So. You know, we're our, for our roles, and then I'll break down the way, every, the way everything I do for each team. So the Bulls, we're in charge of every timeout. 
Um, right okay. now, currently, right now, we're in charge of every timeout, every song played during the game, except for during when we're on uh, defense, which we do offense. Okay. Uh, we're in charge of all the of all the uh, promos, uh, like for like beds for talkovers, as well as uh, you know in-game situations with problems. Wow. And uh, so we're, we're uh, as soon as the doors open at five thirty, we are on it all the way through the end of the game. So let me um, let me see if, if this makes sense. The, you're essentially the DJs for these teams are the modern day organist. Yes. Uh, could be. Yeah, that's a good point. We can say that because I, I know like the organist was very key at uh, for, uh, back in the day um, where they didn't play music. Uh, especially if Oregon is still is still prominent in in uh, hockey and baseball. Baseball, yeah, not so much, not so much basketball um, or, or football. So, uh, in Bulls, we're trying all you know music prompts and timeouts and so forth. Um, same thing at the um, at the Sox. Currently, I'm the, we're the DJ and the Click Effects. Click Effects is the program we use for uh, disc golf clicks. For like I'll, when the players walk up to the plate. During when when the good old Gene Honda is doing his reads, yeah, uh, He's got a great we have voice. like you know, oh of course. I, mean, I think it's because of all the uh, all the years. I mean, it's, it's deeper than any other Asian person I know. He's got a great voice. Uh-huh. So, um, by the smoking too, because he's, he's he's his brother on that. Uh, That's the we key. do. That's the key. That's why oh, yeah. these these old newscasters got like these great deep voices. Yeah, it's because they sit in there and they're you know they're dragging on heaters all day long and and that's why they die when they're 65 literally well like i don't think bob Uecker smokes anymore but uh, i mean he was definitely that guy's a legend as well it's like he's up in his 80s or 90s now but um let's see so soxy i do all all, all music prompts everything play walk-ups even in between that like you know like there's a foul ball and then there's like you play there's like an organ or a song in between or like everybody clapping has a lot of crowd prompts we do all that during uh, in between innings, um, and then at the Hawks, um, everything as well. Sorry, not not during when the gates open. We actually just run a soundtrack, but during promos, during um, in between, uh, in between, uh, you know, like icings and in between, you know, periods. We wow. play music. Uh, t-shirt toss. Can't forget t-shirt toss. Uh-huh. That's right. Everybody loves t-shirt toss. Everybody does. Yeah, we so uh-huh. we're actually buddies with uh, Carlos, who does t-shirt toss at Bears games and Bulls games as well. Yep. Oh yeah. Mr. Carlo, who doesn't know Carlo? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I do, I do get to CrossFit with that guy, so I don't, I don't Carlo. Oh yeah, you, you definitely. If you mention CrossFit, you definitely know Carlos, right? Oh, him and his, him and his wife, uh-huh. and you know, the beast and out on them weight is yeah. a beast. Yes, so, and then I'll go ahead and finish. No, no, no. I was saying, like, yeah. I mean, I used to. I mean, I used to see what he do. doing. like, man, you, you a beast, dog. A beast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny, funny enough that Carlos went to high school with us, and he uh, married his wife. And his wife and I went to grammar school together at De Diego. Uh-huh. I mean, so it was oh, like, re- yeah, small, small world. And they all do. Oh, man. And they, they all do, do CrossFit. They all do CrossFit. Now, set up and, us. Uh, what? <laughs> Except us. Yeah. Yeah, but they do CrossFit with our with our producer Jay yeah. Soto. With our super duper producer. Right. <laughs> all right, Jay. Hey, bro, what you what you what you deadlifting, bro? What you deadlifting? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else is there? Oh yeah, and then lastly, Bears. Bears is the same thing. Bears was really tough this year because uh, there's no fans. We I was in charge of. Mm. Every, so imagine every defensive down, we had to play music and arms yeah. and everything. So that was it's pretty much across. Board, so, so let me let me ask you a question though, because when we have uh, uh, limited fans in the seats, especially like last year, there was no fans. I mean, who who is responsible for pumping in the fake, uh, fake uh, crowd the noise? Fake, uh, crowd noise, yeah. Um, 
so well the one that, the stuff you hear on TV there's actually there's only one person for each, you know every whatever each game that's actually in charge of doing the fake noise on TV okay. um, in the stadium it's just it's just imagine white noise and that's all they hear oh wow so they weren't hearing the crowd noise it was just for the TV yeah that's just for TV really yeah you know imagine that I thought it was pumped into the stadium yeah, so did I because I no. I talked a lot of times about how it would pump up the players yeah Gee, really no yes, you were wrong that was <laughs> that was actually us we uh, during the during the game the players just hear white noise the TV hears all the uh, fake applause you know wow. um uh, well, at least for football, for 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 basketball, we, I think they actually have. There's a person that, um, in the stadium that is that does the highs and lows, or like the fake clap, or the you know. We actually have the turbo stick sound, you know, when they do that oh, free throw line. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have we have those problems because that's often the bubble because because basketball really the one is what taught everybody else how to do it. So because they were at the bubble, and then the bubble told how the NFL did it, and you know, so uh, forth and so okay. on. So, okay. But yeah, you don't, you, we don't hear that in football. We don't hear that, that you know, yay, boo, it's just white noise. And <laughs> That's our job crazy. is yeah, to play music. All right, Jake, so speaking of games, uh, and, and what's the wildest game you've ever DJed at? Uh, there's a couple. I mean, it's hard to say. I've, I was the... I was the I just did the no hitter um, on uh, on Wednesday. There you go, yeah. Yes. Rodon, baby. There you go. Yeah, that's a good I, one. I I just did the Rodon one um, Wednesday. I did the uh, the <laughs> I think I did the the Derrick Rose when you know when he made that last second shot and he was just like straight pumping his chest. Yeah, wow. That one. I mean, the Bears one. And I did the Cody Parker one, unfortunately. Ooh, ooh, you're gonna so, left that one out. I wouldn't tell yeah. people about that one. Well, that was you know I had no I had I had no I don't control the kick so right. But right, I mean right. those, the Bears games have all been pretty intense. Uh, so like of all games across the board, it's usually the Bears ones are the most intense. Um, so Bulls, Bulls Bears like really that just just the intense. And I know we're out here giving away industry industry secrets like you telling yeah. us that the uh, applause is just for the TV audience, but. Uh, what's one behind-the-scenes thing that you can reveal that fans would be surprised about? See if you can see if you can surprise us more than you just did, right? No, um, I mean the stuff is known out there. It's not like, like you know, like I'm not. That's not so crazy about the the fans, the uh, fan prompts. Um, I think what I think what's behind the scenes that you would know. Um, I really could. I really, I really don't have an answer for you on that one. I have to think about that. It'll take too long for the show. Uh, <laughs> I, have to, so, so I have to choose. I have to choose. I have to choose my words. Uh, you know, very. Uh, that's exactly very, right. That's why yeah. I said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving it on uh, to what? What would your parents say about what you do for a living? How would they describe to like a friend of theirs what you do for a living? Well, uh, I mean, my my mom brags about. Uh, you know, to her friends that she, my mom works part time. She's retired now. She works at like Salvation Army or like a Goodwill kind of thing. And mm. she's always told her friends there, like my son, <laughs> my, my friends, was like she's like my son is the DJ for these teams. Let me give you, let me try to give you tickets. I'm like, no, mom, no, you don't give tickets away. I, I give tickets away, not right. you, right? You know, oh, but, that's great. Like, mom, like mom, it's not work, but I like them. They're nice people. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Um, I mean, it's kind of weird. I didn't give you, I I didn't give you the background. Like, you know, my, my, um, like my own mom's mom's an entertainer. So she kind of understands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. 
Okay. Yeah, dad, you know, dad was a. I mean, I, I don't want to go to the, the super backstory. We could tell off here, but dad, dad was an actor, in the, or dad's an actor in the Philippines. So. Oh, okay, nice. wow. Yeah, uh, got some so Hollywood. They, 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 you know, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you more about it, uh, other, but it's it's crazy that they they don't have any problems. With it. They knew that I was going to be a doctor. There's no way I can't even stand <laughs> looking at like watching ER or something like that. You know, or it's crazy. Hey man, let me let me ask you this because you've been spending for a long time. You know, what's mm-hmm. what's one thing you'd wish you'd known when you began your career? And what advice would you give someone, you know, wanting to pursue a career similar to what you knew? Um, I would say, I mean, to, to be in this position of, of being, I mean, of course, main key that you love sports. That's mm-hmm. obviously the first thing. Sports entertainment or just entertainment in general is, is, is you got to have a high love for it. There's a lot, of, a lot of things that, you know, that wasn't, I can't say it was told to me, but it's the, the long nights, the long days that, you know, especially during the season, that you're going to be away from your family, which is the hardest thing for me. Right, you know, exactly. Uh, um, some, days, some significant others don't understand is that this job does, especially with these teams, this is, a, uh, during the season, it is a rugged, you know, long, you know, that to be it's a long haul. There's going to be nights where it's like 12 hours. Yeah. 14 hours, but, which is, isn't, which, if they came from it before, they would understand, but sometimes they don't. And it's just one of those, during the season, my, my job is to the team. You know, that's that's what right. it is. Right. Um, and, and then as for advice for DJing for so long, I mean, uh, as you guys know, DJing has come a long way. Uh, yes. We're not carrying, I, I can't get you in the club anymore because you can't carry crates. You know, that was my job back in the day was to be the guy that carried the crates and also to slap the drunk girl's hand away when she tried to talk, uh, touch the turntable. That's that was my job back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, go, I was like, uh, carrying crates are not a, everything's on a laptop now, so uh-huh. and, and you know, controllers and everything is so much easier for a beginning person to DJ. Uh, and I say, if you want to DJ, do it. I mean, by all means. DJing is fun. I mean, it's, it's a, a aspect of therapy that, that some of the people could use. They can express themselves in ways that they couldn't, you know, that they can do, you know, really. I mean, with Twitch and with SoundCloud and everything else, you, you could really promote yourself. You don't have to just be a club DJ. No, right. there's a lot of outlets, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to hit as many outlets as possible, and we managed to get on pretty much every major uh, podcast platform in less no. than 50 episodes so i, I completely I we completely understand what what yeah. you were what you're talking about there yeah i'm, I'm happy to you guys too by the way i love your problems you guys cut thank uh, you, thank like you. whoever the problems you guys cutting are, are i was like wow on the left side that's true i love that appreciate <laughs> it appreciate it thanks <laughs> the man. doors open the left side i was like yo these guys are right and then the scratching on i was like yo these guys are great i love these guys <laughs> thank you thank you all right man before we let you go tell our fans what you got going on and where they can find you on social media uh, well, you know, again, thank you to you, gentlemen, for having us for having me on. I, I definitely appreciate it. Hey, uh, before I, you guys, t- tickets are available for you guys. They are free for you, so you're more than welcome. I have tickets, so like you know, Dude, you guys sweet. are able to go to uh, for the family. For myself, um, follow me on IG uh, jfunk55, Twitter DJ jfunk. Um, just those those are the main two accounts. My mixcloud mixcloud.com slash jfunk. Uh, I'm also on the radio, 103.5 FM for the hey, past 13 years what's up? Uh, at 3 a.m. Uh, so you can check my mixes there I'm on, I'm on, uh, online and on the radio. Um, shout out to the family. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to my brother and the new baby, Rachel, family. And uh, again, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely, yeah, thank man. Thank you. Thank Ladies you Ladies and gentlemen, once again, give it up for the one and only Jay Funk. 
All right, what a great interview. All right, y'all, let's take a pause for the cause, and when we come back, it's time for Stirring the Pot. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah, it's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, you know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, brother. So... It's grilling time. It's, uh, it's, it's grilling it's, season. We're starting. We're starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're starting. So, what is your go-to? Is it a brat or a Polish on the grill? That's an interesting question. Yeah. That's not a bad one. Hey, okay, okay. Hey. I All right. So, I would say probably if I'm going to pick one or the other, I'm going to pick a brat. Okay. Because I'll I'll what I'll do is I'll boil it in the uh yes. in some beer first. Yes. I'll yes. throw I'll throw like a whole onion in there, slice it yes. up, throw it in the beer. I'm and down. Then once all the beer kind of cooks off of it, you got that sausage, you just take it. All you need to do is put a little bit of grill marks on the outside because inside's already cooked with that beer. And then you're and then because your beer already cooked down, you have your your onions to go on top. Yeah, it's legit. Yeah, see. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we agree. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the Polish is fine. It's great. No, but a brat in the summertime, the way you cook it, like it's, right. that's how I cook right. it too, is amazing. With the mustard, I do the mustard yes. yeah, and yeah, those yeah, onions. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. That's all you need. So now, to be fair, yes, sir. My neighbor is Polish, and if we're talking about Polish sausage, we're talking about kielbasa. Yes, I've had some fantastic kielbasa, smoked kielbasa, and then you take it and you put it on the grill. Smoked. Right. Okay. Right. But then you put it on the grill later to like you know to heat. Yeah, it. that's that's very good too. Yeah, that's good too. So I mean, and and that's very good with again mustard and onions and stuff. And like if you that. want to do want to be Mexican and get some fresh chorizo, uh huh. Get PG, bro. PG. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Your eyes said it all. I had to look away because <laughs> your eyes said it all. Eyes up here. Eyes up here. <laughs> hey man, my eyes are up here. <laughs> hey, your wife called. <laughs> So it's all about the uh, meat encased in. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. So yeah. Yep. No, but like some Mexican sausage, some fresh, fresh Mexican sausage, or fresh, uh, like you said, kielbasa. Yeah. Or, or the Italian sausage. You go and you, you go to the butcher and you get some fresh ones. Right. It the the Italian sausage is different though, because you know when it comes in like a big coil. Because yes. again, yes. my other neighbor is Italian. Hey. So, and he has a lot of. Uh, uh, friends, he has his own. Uh, uh, he has his own uh, bakery. Yes, and he has a lot of friends in the food industry in Chicago. So when he gets that sausage, it's a little bit different. He even does like a little bit of uh, um, outdoor um, pizza oven action. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. he's legit, man. He's it's legit. gonna be a fun summer. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially when the other the other thing that shows up in my backyard, with the big the big giant bucket full of water. So, you so, mean, wait, 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 where we can put our beers in there? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fill it with ice, baby. <laughs> Fill it with ice. Um, listen, uh, so you're going with the... Going oh, with no, the no. We're, we're in agreement today, 1,000%. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Grilled onions. So what you're saying is 
Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, for 41 weeks in a row. <laughs> no, 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 right no, again. not 41 weeks in a row. You, Go smoke some stuff. Thank you, thank you. Great big round of applause for your winner, ladies and gentlemen. But let me ask you a question, Z. Yes, sir. Before we go. What you looking at, man? What have you been watching that isn't sports? I'm telling you, bro. I I told you off air. Mankind is turning it up. Uh-huh. Mankind is pretty much a show on the uh, Apple TV, and it's it takes place as if the United States and the uh, the Russians or USSR or whatever it was at the 70s and 80s, whatever. Mm-hmm. If they kept on with the space program, gotcha. so right now they're in the in the 80s, late 80s, and they're fighting for lunar territory. Wow, that's yeah. that that sounds incredible. That, it's crazy. That sounds like something that you really have to think to watch and use your brain. Well, you have one, don't you? Uh, yeah, but I'm not using it this week. I'm not using it at all this week. I'm doing the the. What are you watching? I'm doing the the corny nonsense oh, show. I man. I watched it last season, and it, and the dynamic of it is kind of interesting to me. But season two of The Circle is back on Netflix. Oh, it is boy. the dumbest thing ever. It is basically it's trash TV. It's distracting. And, yeah. and, and I don't even like. Like I I am not. I'm a, like that with Jersey Shore. I'm not a reality TV show guy whatsoever, except for like I like cooking competitions. Okay. That's my big thing. And like Ramsey's house house renovations. Gordon Ramsay, I'm so so like I don't like health. Have Kitchen. you seen him how he just degrades the adults, I, and then yeah. when he has the kids, he's like, oh, well, so it's okay, it's okay, which no, is I, great. I, I don't like Hell's Kitchen, but I do like uh, Master Chef. That's a little bit different in the way, like just the home chefs. It's it's just different. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a trashy social. It, the whole idea is that you can only you're, you all live in a house and you can only interact through social media. So even though you're right next door neighbors, you can't hear each other, you can't see each other, and everything all interaction is done through their own little social media platform within the. What's the, the age range on these people? Uh, it it varies because you got uh, right now there's actually a guy who's 58 years old who's playing a character because you can catfish people on here. Oh, wow. So some people come in as themselves, some people come in as other characters, some people are playing as their significant other, some people are playing as a celebrity. There's a lot of different stuff. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's sound it's so you stupid. Know, this this show sounds, sounds like it should have been on Spike 20 years ago. Right, right, right. <laughs> the Man Channel. Yeah. Not, but but it, but that's the thing is that it's it's just a it, it sounds like something that got rejected from from MTV like three years ago. Yeah, and they're like Netflix is like yeah I don't yeah whatever. just put it on just yeah, fine like whatever people wa- are gonna watch it you know yeah. so put it on so and he's watching did, it and I'm watching it so and, that's, and that's he's still watching it at. yeah I, hey <laughs> it's just, now now they're now that Netflix decided to go to like a weekly format when they release shows I think I watched like the the yeah. three episodes and here's the problem. I'll forget about it completely by next week. You probably will. And then go back to Warwalk Empire, which you haven't finished yet. <laughs> right. Because I finished Entourage. Already? Yeah. Yeah, I finished Entourage. Uh, it's a half hour. The whole show. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's only a half hour show every time. So well, it's at some point I'll finish it. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. So let's get out of here. All right, man. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media Group, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Huge shout out to today's guest, the official in-game DJ of the Bulls, Blackhawks, White Sox, and Northwestern Basketball, and also the Bears music coordinator, the one and only Jay 
Funk. Find him on Twitter at DJ J Funk, J A Y Funk, and on Instagram at J Funk. That's J A Y Funk. Dude, that was an awesome interview. He is fantastic. That was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to our super producer, Jay Soto. Super duper. Want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you guys. Reach us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode Jackie Robinson. That's, oh, you beat me yeah. to it. You beat me to it. <laughs> Stole the thunder. <laughs> Stole my thunder. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. 42. Robbed. Uh, yeah, robbed. You got robbed? Yeah, I did get robbed. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature. Always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.